Hello Preppers, welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Don't forget you can go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support. If you like the YouTube videos, please hit like and subscribe. Today's date is actually March 31st, 2022. I'm giving the date of this podcast for a reason. I think it's important that people remember the content of this as compared to when I actually posted it. The title of today's episode is Expected Threats During Shit Hit the Fan. During a shit hit the fan scenario, you're probably going to face more than one of the following problems at the same time. Now, I'm going to give you a list of these potential problems that preppers will face. And I can currently tell you as of today, right now, in Oklahoma, United States of America, we actually are facing six of these on one degree or another as a whole. So six of these items I'm about to list, Oklahomans are already facing. And not just Oklahomans, but pretty much all Americans. And no, this is not a political debate about who you voted for or who you wished you had voted for. Forget that crap. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty of it. You might want to grab a pen and a paper. Only reason why is because as I rattle this list off, you may want to Google search and look for ways to deal with specific scenarios. So, as I always keep preaching, please do your own research, use your best judgment, make up your own mind. This list, once again, is not inclusive. Not every single possible scenario is in here. These are just the most likely most most liable to happen scenarios that you'll have to deal with. First on the list is martial law. Um, martial law is a topic that a lot of people get very angry about. And I'll tell you why. Some people will view martial law as an it's a good thing because you get to keep the dipshits and the retards on a schedule where they can't be out after dark after a curfew. The problem is, most of your dipshits and retards, they don't follow the law anyways. They don't care. Telling them that they have a curfew now is not going to matter. The only thing martial law is going to do is give the government police, military-style control over your community, which means the law-abiding citizens have to be home and the unpleasant, unfriendly people will still be out doing what they do. They'll just have to be sneakier and not get caught because now you're not just dealing with the police force. You're dealing with a military entity trying to enforce the laws. On the flip side of the coin, like I said, you will have some people that think it's martial law is absolutely the worst thing in the world. I Actually, I'm probably kind of leaning that way in my own personal opinion. Like I said, it's it boils down to Martial law doesn't affect everybody the same way. I hear martial law, yeah, I'm going to do what I can to stay my butt in the house. I'm not going to be out looking for trouble. I don't do that anyways. But the ones that don't care about it, they'll be out looking for trouble either way. And with any good fortune, yeah, they'll suffer the consequences. But it's not a guarantee that they will. Next problem you could face is an economic collapse. Whatever the situation is, 
and this economic collapse, I don't necessarily mean that as a nationwide or a global collapse. It could be, if you think about this like an ice storm, we get ice storms in Oklahoma during the wintertime. Pretty religiously every year we get one. Some of them last a day or two, some of them last, you know, as far as up to a month. That economic collapse is not just you having an empty wallet. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If an ice storm is severe enough and you cannot get to the store to buy your groceries and your hygiene products and your prescription medication and so forth, then technically it's a natural disaster, but you can kind of see how the economic collapse applies to you. You still can't get to the store to get your goods. An economic collapse could be uh, regional, such as like per county or per state or per whatever the disaster was, however far it stretched. Was it an earthquake? Was it a volcanic eruption? And just whatever. If you can't get to the store to get the things that you need to survive, food and hygiene products and so forth, then in a degree, economic collapse does fall under that category. So the only way to beat that is to stock up ahead of time. Obviously, this is what preppers do and survivalists do. We try to stay ahead of the curve as best as we can, knowing good and well we can't predict every single possible scenario. That's just not going to happen. But the more you're prepared now, the less you feel the effect of when it actually does come and happen. All right. Depending upon the scenario you're facing, could be empty store shelves. Now, be it an economic collapse, martial law, yet whatever, whatever it is, if the trucks stop running or whatever causes the resupply chain to not happen, then things you're going to need are going to obviously be near impossible to find. I crack jokes about this uh, 2020 toilet paper pandemic that we had it's I joke about it because it's not that I didn't take it serious if you've heard any of my other podcasts you know what I think about the the cootie virus I think it was overinflated numbers is it deadly sure it is is it more deadly than the flu absolutely not do your own research you'll see I'm telling you the truth so COVID did affect many 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 people in tragic ways I do believe that but what I don't believe or what I don't understand is how is it a respiratory virus caused the toilet paper to disappear off the store shelves? Everybody ramping up and buying toilet paper. I'm not going to wrap my head around it. Uh, you can explain it how you want. I, I don't get it. So empty store shelves can be caused from many, many different things. And using the toilet paper as an example... Uh, here recently we've been going to our local store that we go to and the produce section empty as can be fresh produce just gone so you got to think of it like that it's any empty store shelf if that particular shelf that's empty used to contain the item you're looking for that is going to affect you next over inflated prices 
this is very common right now. This is one of the six things that we as Americans are facing. And I'm saying Americans because I know that this podcast is listened to in 32 different countries. So this is not isolated only to the United States of America. Other countries like the Ukraine right now are having a hard time. I'm sure that they've, they're facing probably way worse than what we're facing at the moment. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Ukraines, obviously. But overinflated prices. I'll give you a good example. Five years ago, well, let me let me make this a little bit simpler. Three years ago, I could have went to the local Walmart and bought a five-pound tube of ground meat beef, and it was eight dollars and some odd cents, like eight seventy-six or eight eighty-six, something like that. We basically, call it nine dollars for five pounds of meat. That same five pounds of meat today is almost eighteen dollars. It's more than doubled in price, and it's not just ground meat. It's everything. If you own a car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Go fill your car up and get ready for work for the next week or two. You you feel the effects of it really, really bad. Uh, even if you're made out of money or you have that career where you've got a hell of a nice cushion, that cushion's going to feel the effect with extremely overpriced gasoline. And gasoline, yet again, is not the only thing I'm talking about. It's everything. Food, clothes, automotive needs, just everything is beyond imagination and price right now. The problem with the price of everything going up, there's one thing that didn't go up, and that's the size of your paycheck. So technically, you have less money now to live on because you're having to pay way more for the same stuff you're used to having. Overinflated prices will be a very, very common thing in most shit-hit-the-fan scenarios. Next thing on the list, regulated news coverage. Now, let me say that again. Regulated news coverage. This is something that we definitely face here in the United States. I like to call it the propaganda crap. There is no more freedom of the press. In the United States, the press is told by the government what they can cover on the news. Now, that we have a few, very, very, very few news stations that actually report the truth, unbiased truth. If the left did something wrong, they cover it. If the right did something wrong, they cover it. So... But 90% of our news media, 95% of our news media outlets right now report what they're told to report by the government. I've made several podcasts in reference to ham radios and networking and getting to know people further outside of your own communities and getting a system built in place where you can at least talk. A good example, if you can imagine right here in southwest Oklahoma, Let's just say that a storm cell rolls rolls through in the springtime. This is very common for us. Thunderstorms are very common. Let's just say the news media reports that the county I live in gets completely decimated by tornadoes. Just tornado after tornado, and the county I live in is basically wiped out. 
when in all reality there were no tornadoes. It was just a lot of thunder, a lot of lightning, a lot of rain. But the news media where your family lives in a different state reports that basically you're gone. Then your family's scared stupid because they think they've lost a loved one. And they can't seem to get any other way in to find out if you're okay. Uh, obviously, cell phones call. But if the news coverage is regulated so heavily, which it is, it won't be long before the cell phone companies are getting regulated even more. And yes, in the United States, that is a government-controlled entity. So regulated news coverage, if you have the opportunity and the ability, please invest in a good ham radio Start your network. Start making friends outside your immediate area. So that way you can talk to somebody you trust to actually tell you the truth. That that would be absolutely outstanding. Next problem we've got on the list. Hear me out before you laugh. I titled it Roaming Gangs or Zombies. If you've listened to my podcast, What is a Zombie? You know what I'm talking about. No, I'm not talking about the, the walking dead, walking around, ooh, brains, yum. No, 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 I'm not talking about that damn shit at all. Well, it's fun to watch. I mean, yay. But a prepper's definition of a zombie is a person, for example, let's say you're a raging alcoholic, can't live without their alcohol. When you remove that from them, they get desperate. And they basically wander around like mindless idiots trying to find their next good bottle to get drunk on. So the roaming gangs, just hordes of people that didn't have time or didn't take time to try to prepare for themselves. Now they expect to live off your hard work and your efforts and be lazy and basically just be thugs and and steal your stuff. The zombies are the ones that are your raging alcoholics, your junkies, the ones that require a chemical imbalance in order for them to live out their lives in whatever form of happiness they have. These are going to be problems you're going to face too. So please understand when I say the word zombie, I am actually referring to chemically imbalanced people that are dependent upon alcohol, dependent upon narcotics. And yeah, I am referring to the illegal version of narcotics. So please don't think I went off, cheese slid off my cracker and I've, I've lost my mind. Next problem you stand to face, and this is almost a given in almost any shit-hit-the-fan situation. Not guaranteed, but it's pretty close. Poor sanitation conditions. I want you to imagine for a second the power grid goes down for whatever reason. You know, transformers explode, the power plant stops, whatever. And it's a major problem because, well, no electricity. No electricity in your own home is already a problem. But when you consider the sewer lift stations that use electricity to pump the sewage out of the lines and into the treatment plants and so forth to keep your toilets working right, this is where this becomes a problem. So sanitation conditions, and it's not just toilets, but sanitation conditions will be very poor. Be prepared for a backup plan. I'm not joking. If you have to go outside and dig out an outhouse. If, if that's what it takes to keep your sanitation going, do it right. 
you know, do your research on outhouses and or septic tanks, something that will get you by until the systems are up and running right again. Next on the list, poor medical treatment. Here is an absolute great example. We've seen this, the poor medical treatment, during the cootie virus. The, the big hype was that if you even said the word COVID, you were pretty much a dead man anyways. The, the media, the news media helped blow that so far out of proportion. You wonder why we have so many people scared walking around with masks when there's no need for it. That's because the media told them they had to, either by a fear of death or a fear of punishment from the government. It's all about control. That I am 100% sure of. But during the cootie virus height, when the hospitals were allegedly overflowing with dead people and so on and so forth, if you had a somewhat more common procedure that needed to be done, Maybe it was a surgery for, I don't know, have your appendix removed or something of that nature. You got put at the back of the line because, God forbid, you come in there sick and you give the entire hospital COVID-19, which they claim to be full of already. So poor medical treatment is probably going to be pretty high up on your list of things that you need to worry about. Be prepared. Do your best to stay healthy if you can. If you're not very healthy right now and it's something that you can work on, by all means, please do. If it's a medical condition that you can't control that you're kind of at the mercy of, I understand that. I do. And you got to think ahead of the game. If you're a diabetic, for example, how much insulin do you have on hand right now? If you went to your refrigerator, if that's the kind that you have, how much insulin do you have if the medical supplies got cut off tomorrow morning? Do you have enough for a week, a month, six months? These are things to look ahead of, to try to stay ahead of, in case poor medical conditions are part of the problem. And obviously, if you're insulin dependent or any kind of pharmaceutical dependent, please try to get some of that medication built up. My recommendation would be at least six months worth. Other people will say a year. Other people say a month. My opinion, only my opinion, six months would be a damn good place to start with that. Next on the list, inadequate water supply and quality. Now I'm about to do a YouTube video on water purification by two different methods that are very common, very readily doable by most people but inadequate water supply as in if once again the pump stopped working it's an electric power failure whatever it is and the pumps can't pump the drinking water up the water tower well you don't have water pressure eventually the water doesn't come on whatsoever when you open up the faucet so there's the lack of supply but what happens if that supply runs out and now you have to go filter creek water, lake water, you know, what if you're faced with the only water supply you have left is in your swimming pool in the backyard? Well, you, believe it or not, you still need to clean that water before you drink that water. 
I know that sounds kind of idiotic. It's a pool. It's got chlorine in it. Everything's supposed to be peachy cream until somebody goes swimming in the pool and pees in it. I mean, come on. Use some common sense. And yes, that happens. Next will be price gouging. Price gouging is very common in human beings because human beings are susceptible to greed. I'll give you a story a few years back. I think it was 2001. There was an ice storm here in southwest Oklahoma. And when we got word that there was a bad ice storm coming, I got smart and went out and bought a generator. It was a small one. It was big enough to power my freezer, my refrigerator, and maybe a lamp. Not a whole house type generator, but it would power quite a bit of stuff for, well, not quite a bit of stuff. It would power a few things at a time. I paid $250 for it brand new. There was a jerk off in the city up north of where I live. He caught wind of the ice storm, grabbed his horse trailer, went to Oklahoma City, bought every single generator he could find like the one I bought. The $250 one. Made it back before the ice storm. Sure enough, ice storm hits. Ice storm lasts a month. Power lines down. People without electricity. And as I'm telling you this, I'm thinking back to the story about the little old lady and her husband. They were dependent on medication that had to be refrigerated. And I know what you're thinking. Well, it's an ice storm. Stick it outside. Problem is, the refrigeration process does not allow for freezing on some medication it needs to be cooled not frozen well they lived on a fixed income both of them are retired they were basically went on social security and they caught wind that this guy had generators so they drove into town which wasn't very far thank god the guy was selling the generators for a thousand dollars each if you didn't have a thousand dollars cash you didn't get a generator now that's price gouging i know some people say no it's not it's supply and demand but to me that's price gouging because if you buy a generator for 250 dollars and then you turn around and sell it for 300 i could understand that because you had to go get the thing and you had to spend money on gas and whatnot and some of your time you know to go do all this but to sell it for a thousand, if you do that, you're an asshole. Pardon my French. I have no use for people like that. We live in a day and a time where people should be watching out for their neighbors, not screwing them over. So if price gouging is your thing and you can't wait till your next opportunity to do it, do everybody a favor and go throw yourself off a very tall building. Thank you in advance if you do. Next Rampant stealing and looting. Stealing and looting are basically the same. I just wanted to make sure I covered my bases. And yeah, this will boil down to the roaming gangs trying to steal your stuff. Smash and grabs. Oh, there's probably something in that car. Let me break the window out. You know, it's going to be chaos and crime is going to do its very best to win the day. History has proven to us that stupidity has a habit of getting its way. And I hate that. I truly hate that. There is no cure for stupidity. And technically there is, but I can't say it on the podcast because it makes me sound very, very violent. So 
if you're the mindset that I am, you know what cures stupidity. I just can't tell you to go do it. You will have people stealing your shit because they did not prepare for themselves. Be prepared for that. Be prepared, as they used to say in the Navy, be prepared to repel all borders. You're going to have to go in lockdown. You're going to have to have your stuff inside with you. Lock and key, and you're just going to have to be ready. Yes, stupid people are going to do what stupid people do. Next on the list, this may not sound like much. It truly is, though. Sleep deprivation. Crap hits the fan. If you're having to pull guard duty to protect your family, your home, your property, and you have no way of knowing when the idiots are going to be roaming around or when the martial law military is going to be doing their checks and so on and so forth, you're going to be spending a lot of time awake. A lot of time awake does not equal a lot of time rest. And rest is very important. You're going to have to figure out how to get past the sleep deprivation. Maybe you can work in shifts if you have a family of several. A few hours for this person, then a few hours for that person, and so on and so on. It's kind of like fire watching the Marine Corps, I suppose. But if you live by yourself, please get a dog. That dog is your first primary alarm system. And this is the one time I will preach about chihuahuas in a good light. A chihuahua will do exactly what it's supposed to do. A chihuahua's job is not to run up and take down a six foot five, 280 pound grown man. His job is to bark and alert you to danger. That's every dog's first duty. It's their love and loyalty that makes us so affectionate for them, but their job is to protect their masters. Next on the list, restricted travel. If martial law does happen, can bet your ass restricted travel is going to be going hand in hand with it once again if it's like an ice storm or volcanic eruption tsunami anything that makes the roads more or less impassable well that's restricted travel you're probably not going where you need to be going and that includes the grocery store and that includes the doctor's office or the hospital next on the list i thought long and hard about putting this in here um, i'm gonna put it in here if you've ever seen the movie Purge, I believe that there will be Purge-style communities popping up. And this will go beyond the roaming gangs and zombies. This will be the, I don't like my neighbor down the street, and this is the perfect time. Boom, they're dead. You will probably actually hear about that or witness that for yourself because, once again, stupidity has had a habit of getting its way. I think purge-style community would be the most far-fetched idea, but not an impossible one, so please keep this in mind. Last but not least, and this really burns my chaps really good, unlawful search and seizure. We saw this during Hurricane Katrina years ago when the police forces were going through in their quote-unquote evacuation plans and we're taking people's guns from them. Okay, what the hell does that have to do with them needing to get out of harm's way? So, unlawful search and seizure is going to be something that you'll have to face and be prepared to get around. Once again, all this depends upon whatever kind of problem you're facing. Whatever your shit-hit-the-fan scenario is going to wind up being will depend upon 
what you truly are susceptible to. Once again, if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you've got your own little farm or ranch, and if you think you're immune to roaming gangs, you're not, because when they finally destroy the cities and rape them clean, the only other place to go is the country. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.